Let's get something cleared. We won. The book of Revelation isn't about bad things happening to good people. It's about a last-ditch effort from a spoil sport to reclaim something he'll never get. It's a book that is, surprise, a revelation. You heard me, a revelation for those of us so caught up in doing scary seminars that we forgot that God wants us reassured that even though bad things happen, even to good people, in the end, like in the beginning and in between, those who confess and continue to evolve in truth, they shall overcome. They will be free. They will be redeemed. That is the glory of God declared. That is the revelation. I'm Andrew Campbell, and this is Sabbath School University. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Welcome to another episode of Sabbath School University here on the campus of Andrews University. I have three first-time guests, and I want to get to know you a little bit. I want you to tell me your name and your major and where you're from. And uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about where you're from. Let's do that. Okay. Well, I'm Evelina Laurie, and um, I'm an MDiv student here, and I live in New Jersey. I uh, grew up in California. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> what year is this for you in the seminary? This is my first year. All right. I just started. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. My name is Emily Metzger, and I'm from Oceanside, California, and I'm here studying nursing. It's my second year in the program, well, right. in nursing. Yeah. Did you grow up in California? I kind of did from my teenage years on up. So. Okay. So, anything in common here then? Oh, yes. Well, we know where each other's from. Oh, okay, there yeah. you go. There you go. Warmth. Yep. Yeah. Not I know cold. California is a yes. pretty big state. So. Mm -hmm. I'm David Coquillon. I'm from Montreal, Quebec, in Canada. Um, I'm here studying an MDiv in Montreal. I was doing a lot of stuff in computers. And so it's a bit of a change, but I think it's going to be fun. Okay. Very nice. I also have a background in computers, too. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to invite you to, to pray, Evelina. And, okay. uh, but before you do that, can you read the key text? And then we'll begin. Sure. It says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And that's from Hebrews 1, uh, verse 1 and 2. All right. Okay, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to learn more about you. And uh, God, I just ask that your Holy Spirit will be with us and um, will just bless us, Lord, to um, just say the right things and um, to learn more, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So this week we're studying uh, the topic Revelation and the God revealed in it, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in the intro, we kind of talked about how, right. you know, sometimes you can focus so much on uh, mm -hmm. Revelation and miss 
the God who it reveals. Right. Uh, miss that it reveals Jesus. Um, so to, to get us started, Evelina, if the heavens declare the glory of God, as Scripture says, why is Scripture so essential as a revelation of God? Well, um, I think there are many reasons that Scripture is essential okay. as revelation of God, but the main reason is um, Scripture, I view Scripture as like a letter from God. Okay. You know, the heavens declare God because He made it, so of course it has His imprint on it, mm -hmm. but um, Scripture is God telling us, like, this is who I am. So it's like you seeing um, a poem that I wrote that can tell you about me but if I actually write out this just as we had our introduction when you asked me about myself mm -hmm. I was I had the opportunity to tell you about myself okay. so that's why I think scripture is important it's God telling us yeah from his own you know yeah. perspective no I mean by extension so scripture says that the heavens declare the glory of God right how what does that mean to you so when you look in nature and you say oh wow this mm -hmm shows the awesomeness of God. What are you really saying when you say mm -hmm. stuff like that? Uh, well, for me, I just know that when I come to Scripture, I, I'm able to really understand the Word of God a little bit more deeply. Okay. And it just, it reveals to me like the love of God just more tangibly, Okay. I think. Okay. So, and, I mean, going back again to nature, mm -hmm. You know, um, when you when you look in nature, you see evidence. Do you see? I mean, I, I should ask a question. Do you mm -hmm. see evidence that there is a God, that there is a Creator, when you look at nature? When you see when you see, look at nature, you actually see the animals like you see them caring for each other, raising mm -hmm. their young. Mm -hmm. um, you see how they're provided for. Um, it says somewhere in the mm -hmm. Bible that um, the animals they're not they don't need like they care for each other. Yeah, and mm -hmm. God cares for them. He, they don't need to like work super, super hard and mm -hmm. all their food is provided. Mm -hmm. It's, it's there and nature works in a cycle that it, it, it just connects. Everything is, um, okay. I would say everything is connected together. Yeah. And when you see all this interconnectivity and everything just seems to work together, everything just seems to click uh, so that things can continue. It, it shows that somehow, some way, someone put things into motion. And, and so now when we start there, we're going to say, okay, the scripture, the Bible tells us about that someone. And uh, so basically, uh, David, uh, if we take scripture as our authority, mm -hmm. what are we really saying by that? What, what, do, what do you, like, so, how do you explain that? So basically, like, how would you describe the authority of scripture? Yeah, that's right. Um, there's... A passage in the Bible that talks about how the disciples had taken a boat trip and Jesus was at the was in was in the boat and he was sleeping and there was a huge storm that came up and they were like hey you know wake up don't you care that we're like gonna die here and Jesus is like you know oh you have little faith and then he speaks to the one he says peace be still mm -hmm. and everything is calm and they were like who is this guy that even the wind and the wave obey him and I was thinking about that, and I'm like, Jesus' words had authority. When he mm. spoke, things happened. And so the disciples, like, they wrote it down. But imagine that, imagine that back then we had had, like, MP3 recorders. Mm. And you'd recorded Jesus' voice saying, peace, be still. 
So people would take it to sea, and anytime they wanted the waves to stop, <laughs> they'd be like, play. It's like, mm. peace, be still, and suddenly, you know, it's wow. quiet. Okay. Right? Um, the authority of Scripture contains the Word of God, and mm. it's because they recorded His words, that authority can carry to us too. Okay. And it makes a difference in our lives. Okay. Okay. So then the authority is coming from not necessarily the words themselves, but who gave the words or who, who right. spoke the words and because they belong to... Okay, I get you. I, I follow you. Um, so talk a little bit to me a, a little bit more, uh, Emily, Evelina. Um, what, when you think about the authority of Scripture, uh, what are some of the things that could come up as maybe potential challenges to that? Or what, what are, when you discuss the topic, authority of scripture what are some of the things that you talk well, about, think about i know for me personally um when i think about the authority of scripture it brings me it reminds me of a verse in hebrew 412 where it talks about um scripture being a double-edged sword yeah mm. and i just know for me like when i when i get rebuked by scripture i i mean it just really changes me like mm. i'll read a verse and and i'll be like wow I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing uh, or whatever it is and I just I just know that God yeah. God wants me to change and but in a good way like it's it's something that I need. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I guess one scenario it's kind of like one th one of the things that Jesus talked about you could be telling someone hey you're not living up to scripture mm. but at the same time scripture is rebuking you and <laughs> You yes. need right. and Jesus yes. says, you know, you should take out the <laughs> basically the, the, the plank yeah, from the your plank, own yeah. eye before <laughs> you talk to your brother or sister right. about this speck in, in their yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. True. yeah. Now, um, uh, does any of you have the scripture Second Timothy three verse sixteen and seventeen there? You could read for us because we're going to talk a little bit about that verse. Um, yeah. And it, this verse also talks to us about the authority of scripture and um, why, why we can trust Scripture. So if, if you, and if you have that verse, you could read it, and then we can talk a little bit more about it. Okay, well, I've got it. Um, it says, All Scripture is given by ins the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Go ahead. Um, I brought a different version with me. I brought the New Living Translation. Okay. And I just want to read it from there because I think it sounds cool. All right. <laughs> All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. All right. So now, what does that mean to you practically, personally? <laughs> How does this affect your life? Interesting. Well, I mean, I was thinking about like what it says specifically in the verse. Okay. Um, when it says that it's profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And I know that since I've been a Bible worker before, this is one of the first verses we share okay. um, in Bible studies. And that's exactly what I would, would be doing, would be reproving, correcting, instructing in righteousness. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is that it's not just for other people. That's right. When I'm, That's right. you know, when I'm teaching this, it's really for me. As well, yeah. Uh, because yeah. 
the the ending result is spoken of in verse 17 when it says the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works yeah and I don't leave myself out of that I need that just as much yeah that's <laughs> right know? that's right so while you're busy telling someone that they need to correct their ways and change whatever it is that you know is wrong in their life it's speaking to you at the same time mm -hmm. and that's that's a powerful thing about the Word mm -hmm. of God now tell me what kind of reaction do you get when you you're reproving someone hmm. hopefully out of humility but then you notice that scripture is also reproving you what kind of what kind of feeling do you get I'm taking the silence to mean that it's not a no, good feeling no it, I mean I know that um, like it, it reminds me of of a part in Ellen White's writings where it would mention that um, when Jesus was reproving he had tears in his eyes Okay. You know, mm -hmm. and and I think that a lot of times, if if we don't reprove in the right spirit, it it actually doesn't really profit any good. Okay. So that's something that's important. And how do I feel about that? I know that it. I mean, who likes to be rebuked? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing that I notice is that it takes somebody. You know, it's just it takes one to know one. Right. Sometimes I read something and I'm like, man, I see this person that did the same thing. And then I'm mm. like, wait, have I done the same thing? Mm. And then oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. man, I did do the same thing. Yeah. So I ask forgiveness for myself first for what I did. And then once I actually notice that change and I try to make it, I try to, mm -hmm. try to tell to other people too. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, um, I remember this story. I don't remember it very well, but I'm going to try to relate it to you as best as I can. There's this lady in church that uh, always found a way to apply every scripture to someone else in that church. And, and the pastor kind of had a problem with that because the pastor knew that she had some, you know, character development that needed to happen. And, and so the pastor would try to preach sermons and kind of hint, you know, in his sermons, not really directly attacking her, but trying to hint, you know, that, you know, that there's some things that needed to be changed. And... Uh, Every, every you know, week after the sermon, she would, she would note how, you know, Pastor, Sister so-and-so was not here. And I wish she was here that she could have heard that message. Uh. Another week she would say, that brother, you know, that sits in that pew, he should have been here to hear what, what you had to say. And all of these times he's trying to hint, you know, at her. And I take that example and I, mm -hmm. and I think about myself because... That's the easy thing to do. When you read scripture, it's easy to apply it to people around you. It's easy to apply it to all the wrong that you see in the world, maybe in your own church or in your family. Whatever your context is, it's easy to apply it to others, but it, it becomes a little more challenging when you, wanna, when you start applying it to yourself. I agree, and um, one thing um, about piggybacking off of what Emily was saying, um, I don't, no one likes the feeling of being rebuked, mm -hmm. but um, my background in undergrad, I was a music minor, and it's, I would practice so much, and you think you're doing right, you go to your voice teacher, and it's like, okay, you fix that one thing, but here's 20 more things that's mm -hmm. wrong. And you get mm -hmm. discouraged, and you're always picking at me, and I realized my instructor was picking at me because she knew I could do better. Mm -hmm. It's like, I could leave, yeah, okay, fine, you wanna stay that way? but you could be so much better if you take that instruction. And it's the same thing with God. You know, Amen. when He rebukes us through the Bible, it's not because, oh, I have nothing better to do but just pick out flaws. It's, 
I can make you better, you know, not just better so that he can live with us. No, he died for us when we were sinning. So it's not that, oh, uh, I can't live with you because you're disgusting. No, it's I want to make you better for your own sake, for everyone else's sake, so that you're not miserable. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's for yeah. our sake. It's because he loves us. Yeah. So that's so, a good thing to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah. And I like the point that you're bringing out because it's not God saving us in our sin, mm. but rather God saving us from our yes. sin. Yes. Right. So, you know, he's trying to bring us out of mm. this disaster that, yes. that we're in. Um, you know, David, I'm going to uh, ask you another question. Ellen White wrote that it is not the words of the Bible that are inspired, but the men that were inspired. Why is that distinction important? Mm, it's kind of like the difference between, you know, like God did not dictate to the people, I want you to write down this exactly this way. Oh, really? Um, That's not what happened. Okay. <laughs> this, okay, go ahead. So he, he inspired them with ideas, and they would write about it in their own words. Mm. Um, one instance, last, around Christmas time last year, I was at a youth conference, and I was with a bunch of teenagers, and I was asking them, I said, how are we going to explain the parable of uh, the, the vine and the branches. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can't bear any fruit. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know you guys understand this because you know, you're all teenagers, you've gone through this before. Let's say you had to explain this parable to your younger brother or sister that was like 10. How would you explain it? Because mm. a lot of times, um, the parents don't directly connect to the younger youth, but the teenagers can connect to the younger ones. And so one of them is like, you know, it's like a hair dryer. You know, the oh. hair dryer connects to the outlet, but mm. you need to connect it to, to get it working. Another guy's like, oh, that makes sense. It's, it's like a cell phone, you know? You can charge a cell phone for a certain amount of time, but the charge will die. You need to reconnect it back to the source. Ah. And by taking people that were at, at, their, at their, like, you know, their mentality at the same level, they were able to explain it in a better way. So God doesn't dictate because he's like, humans can do a much better job of explaining it to humans directly. Uh, uh. Or, or maybe it might be received, you know, from, from hearing it from one that's like, like me. You know, I heard this story once about a man who was inside of his house during a winter storm. Um, and his family, you know, had been trying to work with him, uh, you know, trying to get him to believe in God. But he said, no, I cannot believe in that idea. I can't believe in a God that would become a human. Uh, that just makes no sense. So this was his, his idea. Anyhow, the winter storm is, is, you know, is snowing and the snow is piling up. And he, he notices some little birds that are outside of his window and they're just like trying to find <laughs> safety of some kind. So when the snow kind of uh, died down a little bit, you know, there was just a lull in the, in the storm, he went outside and he opened up the barn doors and he tried to, to shoo the birds in. <laughs> and uh, they would not go in. They were just afraid of him. And you know, in, the, in his anxiety to try to get the birds into this barn, he, he thought to himself, if I were just a bird, I could somehow let them know that. And then he got it. He got it. You know, that God became man, you know, part mm -hmm. of it is so that we would be able to connect. Okay. And uh, speaking through human beings uh, also helps us to connect, you know, on a, on a different level. Because I think about Exodus 20 when God speaks to the people. What's the reaction of the people? 
They were terrified. They were terrified. <laughs> like, and they don't said, do it again. Yeah, they said to Moses, tell God, don't ever do that again. <laughs> you know, say it to Moses and, and Moses can come and say it to us. We don't want to <laughs> So, you know, this is, you know, these are all important mm. things that you think about when you think about scripture and mm. it being inspired. So, Evelina, by referring to specific scriptural passages, I want you to share some of the things that the Bible tells us about God. Okay, well, um, the first thing I can think of that the scripture tells us about God is that he's love. Okay. <laughs> and that's in 1 John 4, 8. Uh, it's something that I guess we've all heard, but um, I just like to remind myself over and over again that he is love. Because sometimes when you're thinking of all the requirements that you have to do to be good, so God will love you. Mm. That's, I don't know why, but we get it twisted in our heads. We forget that God loves us, you know? Mm. <laughs> like he's on our side. He's not yeah. a dictator. I think that's important to remember. Yeah. I'm going to belabor this point a little bit. So today in our culture and context, the word love mm. can mean a wide range of things. Oh, yes. You know, uh, when, you, when you have a class of, say, 15 students and you ask them <laughs> to define love, you probably get about 17 definitions. Because mm -hmm. everyone seems to have their own personal definition. When the Bible says that God is love, what does that mean to you? <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're all familiar with 1 Corinthians 13, which describes the character of mm -hmm. love, that it's patient, that it's kind, and that it's... Um, yeah, it doesn't get easily puffed up mm -hmm. or it's offended, not right? Yeah, and so I mean, I think that those are good definitions of love. Okay, and those are all definitely attributes of God, right? Yeah. Go ahead, David. The Bible mentions, like, especially in the Psalms, um, mm -hmm. David. Yeah, me, <laughs> <laughs> not me, but. <laughs> <laughs> the David the of the Bible. <laughs> He, like, for instance, Psalm 61, he says, Oh God, listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. Mm. From the ends of the earth, I cry to you for help. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the towering rock of safety. Mm. And sometimes I think, you know, like, I'm overwhelmed with all this, all the projects, all the things to study for, all the homework mm -hmm. that we have to do in school. And I realize that God cares for us. He cares mm. enough that we can actually ask him, like, please help me to do well in my assignments or on mm -hmm. my tests. And as we go through the Bible, we realize that the, the fact that God is love means, means that God cares. And He cares about each and every one of us individually and yeah. personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how confident, Emily, can we be about our conclusions concerning God apart from the information that we may obtain in the Bible? Okay, so having gone to a Bible college, I, I learned something important. Actually, it comes from Revelation. Okay. Um, in Revelation, it says they overcame them by the word of... Um, and the, the word of... By the, by the, by the blood of the Lamb and, and by the word of their testimony, testimony yeah. right? And for me personally, I've, I've seen that like work a lot, um, just using my own testimony because um, I guess the Word of God can be quick and powerful like the verse says, mm -hmm. but if you don't actually see, if people don't actually see that it impacts your life, then uh -huh. how does it actually 
how does it actually change things? Yeah. Um, how can you actually believe in something that doesn't really impact you? You know, and especially in this day and age, um, I know that I want to I want to see someone be changed. You know, I want to see something great. Like, what can I accomplish? Yeah. Um, if I'm a, a Christian, does it just mean that I do what everyone else does, and you know, it doesn't really change my life? I still do everything just the same, or does it mean that I become different? That I can be like those, you know, great, you know, Bible heroes that we read about? Um, can I actually have that type of faith, you know, that's spoken of in, say, Hebrews chapter 11 or mm. or whatever, you know, stopping lion's mouth and <laughs> all that, you know, sort wow. of stuff, you know? Yeah. So I just I love to think about that, like how how does God impact me personally and in my own testimony? That's some, something no one else can argue with. Yeah, that okay. is that's really powerful. You know, um, the life lived is probably the you know a life lived in a, in accordance with um, Scripture. You know, following after Jesus is one of the most powerful sermons mm, exactly. that anyone can ever preach. <laughs> You know, I really enjoyed discussing the lesson with you. Uh, we, I think we covered some very important points. And uh, yeah, I think we, we're pretty clear. The Word of God does impact our lives. It does change us. Um, but it changes Amen. us not because of any power that's inherent within itself, but because of who they reveal, because of Jesus. At the end of the day, it all comes back to Jesus. And uh, I think that's a wonderful point to ponder. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Andrew Campbell, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>